Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now... Here's Angie Austin with the good news. Hey, it is Angie Austin with the good news. You know, uh, we often talk about the good news gals being here, and we don't spend as much time as we have at times in the past for you to get to know them. So we'll kind of do that 30-second elevator speech. And uh, Robbie, um, you haven't been here in a while, so we'll let you do your Robbie I-O-B-S-T, Yopes, I-O-B-S-T, uh, uh, 30-second elevator speech. So introduce yourself, good news gal, Robbie Yopes. And what are you all about? I'm all about Jesus, like we all are, but I love to write and speak, and my last name is I-O-B-S-T, and we have learned in our family, the best way to remember that is to get you to cheer it. Ready? Okay. Okay. I-O-B-S-T, I-O-B-S-T, oh, yopst. Okay, nobody's cheering with me. Oh, no. I thought we were just learning this year. No, you're just learning it. I'm like, what is happening right now? (laughs) And it's pronounced Iops. I'm sorry. I never wanted to be a cheerleader. Yeah. No, these are athletes here. These are like scholarship type athletes (laughs) here. I call their kids walking scholarships with beautiful hair. (laughs) (laughs) And one of my daughters got a full ride to UNC. Thanks, Seriously. What was Basketball. Yeah. Wow. Both their oldest well kids play basketball. I'm sure the others will too. It just will take yeah. some time. <laughs> Getting them on the train, the basketball train. All right. So uh, I um, will move now to Michelle Betts. You don't have to cheer, Michelle. Oh, what am I doing? I'm just Introducing her. yourself like she just did. <laughs> well, that was special. I'm not cheering. I know. I know. You have to follow her, though. <laughs> Hello. My name is Michelle Betts. And, uh, Angie probably doesn't even know this, but um, I am now working with Your Castle Real Estate. Oh, just changed new. last week. Yes, um, and yes, you can call me for all of your real estate needs, all your friends' real estate needs, your family. People you don't even co-worker. like. Yeah, you don't even like somebody, and she would handle their needs. Yeah, you see somebody that looks like you know you don't want to <laughs> live in this house. place. <laughs> call Michelle if you go Michelle to a, Betts. if you go to a Christmas party and you don't like the people's house. <laughs> Tell them you need to call Michelle. Right. Call right. Michelle Betts. Angie Austin show. Yes. Yeah. Or producer Dave, if you go to a Christmas party <laughs> and they don't have an NSYNC soap holder, we need to tell them to call yeah. Michelle. I mean, Thank I, you. I, don't I, don't even have I mean, one of those. everybody I named, deserves I named one. mine JT. I just call it JT now. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. I don't have an NSYNC one, so I better work on that myself. All right, Monique, introduce yourself. Well, I don't have an NSYNC um, soap <laughs> dispenser. And I just redid my kitchen, but there was one there before, and we never used it. So, <laughs> so I did my it. kitchen based on need. I don't use yes. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have an in-sync soap dispenser, but I want it that way. Wait, that, that is her introduction. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Introduction. Did everybody miss the joke? What? He said, oh, I, want I want it that, that way. way. Because he called it <laughs> yeah. in sync. I get it. I get it. Oh, my I gosh. Got you, that I was did. funny. Yeah. No, that was not my introduction. Yeah, that was because that was lame. If it was my, <laughs> hi, I don't have an in 
sync of soap holder. My name is Monique. But I'm a nice lady. <laughs> Hi, my name is Monique Davis, and I love Jesus, and I love to empower empower women, and that's what I'm all about. I love to write. I love to speak. I love to sing, but I can't sing. Oh, okay. But you can lip sync. Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. To in sync. Yes, to in sync. All right. So it, since it is Giving Tuesday, I'll throw out. I had a guy on the show about seven or eight years ago, and his name was Adam Katz, and he hadn't been able to talk about the death of his wife, Doreen, for over a decade. And so on my show, he explained their love story and how he went back to do this racquetball tournament, and he was looking for Doreen because they'd moved to different states. They dated all through college, but she didn't want to move to Colorado. And uh, they said, well, didn't you hear? And he said, hear what? Well, she's terminal. She's dying. She has cancer. He's like, you are kidding me. So he goes to her house and uh, uh, Doreen won't let him in the bedroom. The mom lets him sit in the living room. So he sits outside Doreen's door talking to her through the door for quite some time before she lets him in. And she lets him in and he sees that, yes, indeed, she's in very bad shape and she's got terminal cancer. And it's his, um, you know, all through college girlfriend that really he'd wanted to marry. But, you know, after school, they went their separate ways, but kind of thought that they still would come together and be able to, you know, eventually have a family. And uh, he asked Doreen what her biggest regret was. And she said, not marrying you. So he went out and got someone to marry them that day. Well, after losing Doreen, because he had to ship back out in the military, and she died while he was on the ship uh, in the Navy, and he couldn't talk about it for over a decade, and then he went to one of the cancer walks, you know what I'm talking about, Dave, the big pink, you know, uh, uh, a pink, you know, ribbon cancer walks, yeah, the breast cancer walks, and they asked him to share his story. And he had so many people reach out to him after he shared it. And he could not talk about it for years. It was over 10 years before he could talk about it, losing her. So with that, because he had a lot of regrets surrounding it as well. So now he's helping over 100 kids whose parents have either passed away from cancer or are currently battling cancer because he feels like they didn't get to have kids and that kids oftentimes are left out of like, you know, they're, their parents are battling cancer, and in one case, their first family here in Colorado, both parents battled cancer, and there were three kids. And then in the case of my cousin's family, uh, they've got two little girls. They were six and nine when Sean, their firefighter dad, passed away, and they get their equine therapy through Adams Foundation. And then he pays for things like, let's say your parents can't afford to pay for your basketball um, fees when uh, they're sick and battling, one of them's battling cancer, or your parents died of cancer. He'll pay like the fees for your sports or your dance class or buy you books, and then he helps support all the families, and he visits all the families, and he helps them. It's called Healing Through Helping, Overcoming Grief and Loss. So um, Adam started here. He's helping some other kids around the country. If you'd like to go check him out, um, again, I know him personally, and I sponsor him. I just sponsored him, and he also advertises with me. So it's kind of twofold you help the good news and you help him it's the doreen katz memorial uh doreen katz memorial.org doreen katz memorial.org and since it is giving tuesday uh it sh- i sure would appreciate it if you helped him out because i have a personal relationship with
with him. He calls me their foundation angel because he started the foundation while he was on my show. And I think it's one of the things I'm proudest about of doing the show is my association with him and the fact that then in all these years later, he ended up helping out my cousin's kids who don't have a dad now so with their therapy, which I think is pretty cool. They love their equine therapy. I've got a pretty neat story about a kid that um, – uh, is helping out. Uh, it was helped out, and it's. Just, I know I'm going to cry, Michelle. So Michelle Betts. I won't look at you with uh, Castle Real Estate. Did I get that right? Your castle. Yeah, your ca- your castle, not someone else's. It's yours. Your no, castle. It's you. It's for you. It's your. Who who wants someone else's? You want your own. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, she posted this on her Facebook page, and uh, sometimes she's angry on her Facebook page, and I love to read her Facebook page because it's super funny. And she posts things sometimes that involve sparkles and things that are inappropriate that make me laugh. Uh, Not totally that wasn't inappropriate. Me. That was you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, girl. You noticed it wasn't on my page, no, though. <laughs> you're slick posting that on other people's page, Angie Austin. <laughs> All of our girlfriends were talking about going to this party and they have these new decorations. You can decorate your body with sparkles. And we were laughing our tails off. We're like, Not us. I'll wear the big, ugly story sweater that like, tells a Christmas story on the front of it, you know, with all the patches all over, right? Right? Then you squeeze something and then it plays like jingle bells or whatever, you know, like These the horrible story so sweater. Well, They're so creative. That. Yeah, you wouldn't wear that. Well, maybe you'd like what uh, we'll show you later what we posted. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, involving sparkles. <laughs> so with that said, you want to, I don't know, like if you do something for someone, yes, I know you're not supposed to expect a thank you, right? But in your wildest dreams, if you could have the most over-the-top thank you from a kid. I watched this thing three times with my daughter. My daughter, Faith, likes it. I think she... It's a con job, really, because she gets into bed with me to, quote, unquote, I'm using air quotes, snuggle. But really, she wants to fall asleep in there, right? And so every night it's a con job. And she only weighs 50 pounds, so she kind of gets lost in all the blankets anyway, so you barely know she's there. So she gets in, and she likes to watch these videos with me because I look, Dave, as you know, for good news. So I'll be lying down at night looking for good news, and we watch this one three times. And this kid has a skin disorder where he didn't have skin like on one foot when he was born, and he needs a lot of therapy and a lot of treatment. He gets very cold. When he takes a bath, they have to put all these space heaters around him because his lack of skin makes him so cold. And he looks like a regular kid who's dealing with some painful skin issues. But like one foot's real tiny, one foot's real big. He's got tiny little legs. So Arms too. Yeah, his arms are real tiny and they're wrapped. He has a lot of bandages on because it's almost like Michelle looks like he's almost like burned all the time because yes. the skin disorder makes his skin hurt so much. Mm-hmm. So he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. So they decided that they would build him a house where he wouldn't be cold anymore, where he could have a therapy room. And they really had just asked for some small things done to their own home. And they presented him with this new home so this will be him walking around and if you could see how many times this kid cries and how excited he is I mean you'll hear some of it but just imagine looking at his face scrunching up over and over again as he cries with gratitude I'll say thank you again but how I can say it so meaningfully meaningful I don't know how See, my left foot is smaller than my right because I, when I was born, I had no skin at all on this left foot. Some parts of my body are are a little bit worse than other times. I sleep in my parents' bed because, you know, I used to, I used to call them six times, like, every night, you know, to take my pain medication or 
because I had to go to the bathroom or because my feeding stopped. His bathroom right now is so cold, we run three space heaters. When he takes his bandages off and he's wet, he's shivering, he's so cold until we get him rebandaged. We asked the Tunnels to Towers Foundation to help us with installing a tub in our kitchen. And they took my mother outside and said, we're not gonna do this for you because that tub is gonna be in your new house that we're gonna build for you. He saw a problem that existed that we had tried to live with and cope with for a long time. This is going to be a Thanksgiving I will never forget. I have waited so long to be independent and I can't believe that I finally have a home that's not only accessible, but has smart technology that's gonna help me and my whole family. It's got an elevator lift in it. It's got a treatment room for my bandages and my medicine. Welcome home! and just walk away, you're gonna be friends with them for the rest of your life. This is like way more than you can imagine. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. You know, if they were just building us a regular house, I'd be ecstatic. But they're building a house where like, I can live independently for like, the rest of my life. I mean, you talk about gratitude. That is gratitude t times 10. And he says in part of his interview, I'm such an ugly crier, but this is like, said a tearful John Hudson. I usually can talk with this stuff, but this is better than what I imagined. I don't even know what I imagined, but this is better than even that. Oh, and so, so they named this foundation or started it after a firefighter that died in 9-11. And so when they went to this house and the mom wanted a tub in the kitchen where it was warmer for him so they wouldn't have to have, he was freezing after his baths. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's in a wheelchair part of the time, but he can do some walking. But the house was built in 1910 and they just felt it wasn't worth it or too expensive. And so um, John Hudson's family, uh, this foundation, and I'll give you the name of it, uh, they built him a brand new house, and it's Tunnels to Towers Foundation. Mm. Can you believe his gratitude? Oh, I, I loved it. Like, seriously, I teared up listening to him, and I just thought, man, I wanted that job. <laughs> I want a okay. job where I could help yeah. people out like that and just, you know, see them be so happy because he was so genuinely happy. It was beautiful. Like, oh, I love that story. But I think just if we just get back to small acts of kindness and realize that we're all human beings um, and we're on this earth to live together in harmony, which I know is a lot to ask, but if we just realize that we're all human and just always keep the other person in mind and it's the 
you don't have to give somebody a house to show an, mm-hmm. act, yes. an act of kindness. Right. It's, it's small things. Like when, when we went to the Denver Rescue Mission and we gave out just shoes. And yeah. we went to the outlet, bought shoes, and we gave out shoes. And, you know, they were so happy just to get shoes. And so, new shoes. New shoes yeah. that nobody had ever worn. Right. And that's something my grandmother always said. Even though I always, because some stuff I I don't wear a lot, and yeah. then I'll, I'll give it away. It's practically new. But I'm always mindful of the things that I do give away. Like, what I want somebody to give this to me. Yeah. And I always tell my girls, if, if you wouldn't wear it, if you... Wouldn't wear it if somebody gave it to you. Don't give it to somebody else. Now, I agree with that when it comes to, like, your friends and people you love. But what Arcus told me is give it pretty much everything, and they do something I didn't know. Mm. And I forget what the terminology is for it, but it's like the they scrap it out or something. So, like, let's say it's a T-shirt that's kind of yucky. They send giant bins, shipping containers to other countries, and then those might be used as rags in factories or whatever. And then shoes, even, that seem really beat up, that might go in a uh, in a giant shipping crate into another country for a flat fee that then they will pay ARC, right, or whatever charity you donate to. And then um, they might use shoes that we wouldn't wear here for kids who've never even had shoes. Oh, that is so, really good to know. Yeah, I did not, because they say gently used items, but yeah. the guy who came here from ARC once told me, we do scrap out stuff. So he said, let us decide. I didn't know ARC did that, but That's there really was nice two weeks ago, there was a, when we got home, there was bags left by our, our curb, and they wanted us to fill them up with shoes. They said they didn't care what condition they were in. I believe it. Shoes for Africa. Yeah. So we filled up. These kids will wear holy shoes. shoes because they don't have any shoes. Right. And their I feet are not. getting cut up. You know, did you meet when he came in from Joy International, our buddy from Joy International? He doesn't wear shoes anymore. And it's to bring attention to the sex trafficking that he stops with Joy International. He lives here. He was just in Alaska, by the way, with no shoes. I think he's gone five years without shoes. Eight years. Eight years now? Oh, dear Lord. Because I I met him right when he stopped wearing his shoes. And his wife at the end of the year was like, okay, are you going to wear the shoes now? And he's like... No, I've decided I get so much attention for the kids who are sex trafficked. And, and it's not that they don't have shoes and they're sex trafficked, but when he's in other countries and he's at like a dumpster, like a big trash heap where everybody throws their garbage and he's standing there with little kids with no shoes on, these are the kids that get nabbed to be sex trafficked because they're so poor. Many of them don't have families and they grab them. Hmm. And Cambodia was a specific place. I think he said he was standing in like a trash heap and he looked down and these kids didn't have shoes on. He's like, until I can rescue all these kids from being sex trafficked, I'm not wearing shoes anymore. Wow. And you're right, Monique. You've got to find your passion for what it is to give. Now, when I started the good news, my passion was that I could bring attention to people who are giving the houses, the, to the ARC that's helping people who are developmentally disabled, who are differently abled, for the Adam Katz at the Doreen Katz Foundation that um, he's doing, you know, uh, he's helping to take care of kids whose parents have died of cancer or suffering from cancer. And Robbie, and you and your husband, and still do a little of the counseling because you didn't, you almost, your marriage almost ended and you didn't want other Christian marriages to end. So you were 
counseling people, you and your husband. Absolutely. And do you still do that, by the way? I'm just, if, yes, on if a voluntary basis. Yeah, if necessary. No okay, I'm fine. Just, I was just checking. Okay. It's good to keep your name just in the back of the wallet. Oh, you never I would know. love to talk to you, you guys. Never know. I have Actually, several we're things so to talk to you. happy. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, my husband's a little controlling when he's stressed, but I'm cool with that because I'm a pretty tough chick and he's gone a lot. So I just do my thing, you know, <laughs> I just do my thing. And then when he comes home, I pretend that I let him control me. You know, I pretend, you know. Yeah, you just learn how to, you just have to work, you learn how to work this. And I'm, I'm getting better because I wasn't good at holding my tongue before. I could hold it now for hours. <laughs> Seriously. You're like, I'm That's just going to be quiet and then you'll leave tomorrow and I'll be I fine. Can't. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I can too, though, but it was only through prayer because <laughs> he, I'm an alpha male and he's, I'm a, I mean, I'm an alpha female, he's an alpha male, so I was just like, okay, God, what? Right. How right. did you say this would right. work? I know, exactly. Like, people used to say in my marriage remark, like, they, they thought I wore the pants. I'm like, oh, please. That's he's 6'6". Six, six. I can't wear his pants. Because you talk a lot and he's out to, to out, you know, outwardly oh. kind of quiet, and so you think that he doesn't have anything to say and you're oh, just like you telling him what to do. Party and I are the same way. I You're talk both more quiet. Than, I mean, when you don't know you. Yeah, when I don't know people, but when I know you, I talk more. Than oh, I'm laughing. The first time I walked up to Monique and started talking to her, she looked at me like, mm-hmm, what's your story? I could tell, like, <laughs> oh, she's... Somebody always wants something from us. That's it's hilarious. Like... That is hilarious. We'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. YMCA of the Rockies is the place to take your family. It's like a destination vacation in your own backyard. This year at SS Park Center, we'll be hosting family snowshoe hikes, backcountry ski meetups, outdoor winter survival trainings, winter ecology hikes, and much more. We'll have guest speakers, excursions for every level of experience, and demos by popular mountaineering equipment brands. Visit ymcarockies.org for more information. That's ymcarockies.org. O-R-G. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com. AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Angie, I have a, a mystery guest. Well, it's not really a mystery, but a special guest on this Friday. I, I think you've met him before. He I, is. I have uh, met him before. In fact, he's one of the most perplexing people I've ever met. Uh, and so go ahead hey. and introduce him, and I want to tell him why I find him to be the most perplexing person I've ever met. I thought I was the most perplexing <laughs> person. You're the most irritating, but that's okay, because oh. that's like family. You feel to me like you belong to me. You feel like family, because you're irritating, and that's the way my family is. All right. Well, we'll get on. Uh, I don't want 
to keep him waiting in the wings, the host of American Ninja Warrior. Uh, he's also a really funny guy, a comic who is uh, appearing in the Denver area this weekend, started a uh, series of shows last night, but he was good enough to join us, the one, the only, Matt Eisman. Hello, Matt. Hey, Mike. I got to say, that intro was remarkable. That was that was Churchill-like. A mystery and perplexing, wrapped in an enigma. That, that, that was very, uh, very dramatic, that, that description. I loved it, you guys. Well, as Angie will tell you, we get intimidated by really smart people. And you, despite how you portray yourself publicly, screams <laughs> American Ninja Warrior. You're a smart guy. Well, I, I always say I'm impressive on paper. You have to forgive me. I'm a little bit hoarse. I did a little singing last night. Oh. And let's just say among my many skills, singing is not one of them. So <laughs> I'm a bit hoarse. I've really had kind of two lives. As, as you're alluding to, I'm a doctor. I, I went to medical school, got my MD. Was I returned home here to Colorado to do residency and then realized my heart wasn't in it, hung up the stethoscope, moved out to L.A. as one does and became a stand-up comedian and uh it's worked out so well i'm actually while i'm performing here in colorado i'm staying at home in my at my parents house in your old bedroom with like everything from high school literally this call i'm in my parents bedroom i've got a poster <laughs> of schwarzenegger i'm sitting under michael jordan and john elway who are on my ceiling <laughs> it is unchanged and it's a wonder i'm single angie yeah yeah it is a wonder you're single because you're smart and he, he, he's a handsome guy, tall, got a great career, but I'm still, I, I'll never forget, like, when I put it all together in my head that not only, Matt, well, you work with my friend Gina at the time. You're working on Clean House, so you knew a, a good friend of mine. And, Gina Rubenstein. Oh, yeah. my God. So Gina was your boss. That, she was. We did five and a half years on that show, changing people's lives. It was amazing. That was a cool show. So I, so we're sitting there talking about that, and then I realized not only did you like, get to medical school, but you didn't go to, like, you know, downtown Pomona, you know, strip mall medical school. First, you went, to, you went to Princeton and then Columbia. Your dad is one of the top-notch, like most highly respected pulmonologists. With um, he's with National Jewish. He's so you go to yes. your dad after your dad has put out the coin to put you through Princeton and Columbia. Probably assisted a little, right? A fair amount of money, right? Oh, yeah. And you go, Dad. You oh, know yeah. what? This whole doctory thing. Like I'm just, you know, it's not, I'm not feeling it. So I'm going to get in my um, VW bus and I'm going to drive to L.A. and I'm going to, you know, uh, stay in my friend's spare bedroom and I'm going to become a stand-up. I can't imagine that he survived the shock of that. Well, <laughs> Angie, when you put it that way, it sounds crazy. Um, I mean, in my head, it really made sense. But now that, now that you say it out loud, that sounds ludicrous. I will say I'm very lucky to have the parents I have because I sat my dad down and, and I told him I'm leaving medicine to do stand up and the first words out of my dad's mouth were life is short do what makes you happy oh, I love it. and it's been the best advice I've ever gotten and it's the advice I still try to live by today and you know it's one of those things thank God I did it because Madison's an incredible career but it's a calling and it was a calling I clearly wasn't hearing <clears throat> and doing comedy talking about ninjas Someone was saying, oh, my God, you're working all the time. I'm like, this isn't work. This is fun. Work is going in worrying about whether you have someone's potassium levels at the right level or they're going to have a heart attack or, 
you know, you're treating cancer. That's a job. Mm-hmm. Going in and, and entertaining people and then coming home to stay at my parents' house. I'm living the dream. I never imagined when I was growing up, entertainment wasn't on the radar as a list of viable careers. You know, and to. I was going to say, Matt. Yeah, so I, I'm happy. We're talking to Matt Eisman, host of American Ninja Warrior and so many other things, and a stand-up comic appearing in Denver this weekend. Matt, uh, Angie is troubled by me almost daily because in the middle of something (laughs) we're talking about, I come up with a business idea. And as I'm hearing you, I realize that the medical studies were, were obviously something you mastered or you wouldn't have graduated, and yet the entertainment thing comes naturally to you. It's breathing. And we've never really had since mash a comedic doctor show and i could think of no better person to helm this project of course created by michael opelka and angie austin mm-hmm. than the one I, I love Matt it. Eisman. it's funny i i've never played a doctor in a commercial on tv uh in a reality show nothing they've never used my nd and i was on general hospital and i went in to general hospital and i'm talking to the casting director and they're they're talking about potential roles for me and i go you know uh i'm actually a doctor so i'm pretty conversant with the lego i'd be good that he takes a look at me and goes you're not believable as a doctor they cast me as a kidnapping date rapist oh. and i'm like what what does that say about me? What are you telling me here? It was the beginning and end of my soap opera career. Well, oddly enough, Mark Teschner and I are friends. So uh, I, I'm going to have to call him and relate that story to him. <laughs> it was on Valentine's Day that I actually put a roofie in Carly Corinthos's drink and kidnapped her on behalf of, of Rick. And it was one of my shining moments in uh, television. It's Tell my mom, mom, you may want to skip this episode. <laughs> now, do your parents, I mean, obviously they're proud now, you know, I mean, they're so proud that move to L.A. was a success and they must yes. just beam about, you know, telling people about their son, who's the host of American Ninja Warriors and the other shows that you've done and your stand up. So if, do they come watch you do stand up. Do they watch your shows? They were at the show last night. They're going to be at the first show. Now, my parents are almost at their age, they don't, they, but but let's just say they're, they're closing in on being octogenarians and they'll come to all the shows this weekend other than the late shows because it's past their bedtime Mm -hmm. so they'll come out they see my shows my mom's dvr is filled with american ninja warrior and appearances on the today show or hollywood game night my mom is just my biggest fan and i say you know you go into entertainment for one of two reasons you weren't hugged enough as a child or you were hugged too much i'm the latter i I, it's my mom is just you're so funny you're amazing that's what the crowd's laughter is my mom's hugs that's how i like it Uh, We are uh, remiss if we don't say Comedy Works is the club you'll be in this weekend in in Denver. So Comedy Works, if you're in the Denver area, go see Matt Eisman. Unless he's sold out. Uh, Matt, we've got about just under two minutes left. I think we also need to salute you for the work you do with rheumatoid arthritis people. Uh, It's just remarkable. And I think all the charity work you do is great. But that one in particular, because so many people, you know, are fighting it. Are you 
you fighting that as well? Yeah, so I, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in 2002, and I started working with the Arthritis Foundation back then, and then I kind of stepped up my profile, and then I had a chance to go on The Celebrity Apprentice with the new boss, Arnold Schwarzenegger, as you we all won, know. The old win? boss got, he got a new job. Thank you! Nobody knows that. I won. <laughs> I won. I won. I raised nearly a million dollars for the Arthritis Foundation. I've continued to work hand-in-hand with them, and, you know, I tell people who have arthritis, particularly rheumatoid arthritis, look, welcome to the family. It's not the family you wanted, but it's the family you need mm. when you're sick, because so often when you have a disease, you talk to people who console you, friends and family, but what you want is someone who's living through what you are about to experience, someone who can explain how your life's going to change. And for me, it's been important to be out there, despite my hoarse voice and terrible sounds right now, to be someone who's active, to be someone who's doing stand-up, hosting Ninja Warriors, saying, this disease doesn't have to stop your life. You can go on, you can lead a full life. And I think that's the most important message and most important thing I can do for the Arthritis Foundation and for people with rheumatoid arthritis. Well, he's funny. He's got a hit TV show. He's appearing in Denver, and he got more hugs from his mom than anybody else. Ange, how do you not love Matt Eisman? Well, oddly still oh, single. <laughs> well, I will say that I do have to issue this caveat. I've got a pretty serious girlfriend uh, who I'm very lucky to have, Casey. So uh, I, I want to give her a shout out in case she listens. And, and she goes, you are not single, mister. I don't want to get in trouble. That's uh, hilarious. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not married. And as my mom points out, as wonderful as we think you are, Matt, you haven't given us a grandchild. Oh, yeah. Matt Iceman. That's I No pressure. No, <laughs> no pressure. pressure. I-S-E-M-A-N. Uh, you can find him. I just found him on Facebook. And he's yes. all over. And uh, he's at Comedy Works in Denver as well. Thank you, Matt. Angie Austin here along with Jim Stovall, author, speaker, movie maker. He's written over 40 books. He's got eight movies out now, and he writes a column every week. And that's when he joins us every week to talk about that column, Winner's Wisdom. And this week, it's titled Formal versus Functional, and we're talking about congruence and consistency. All right, Jim, why are these so important? What are you teaching us? Well, formal is about what we say or what we write down or how we identify ourselves. And functional is what we actually do. And this is really, really important this time of year because a lot of people will make New Year's resolutions. They'll write things down and they don't do those things. And, you know, we don't succeed based on what we plan or what we hope or what we dream. We succeed based on what we do. Now, planning and hoping and dreaming are important if they are followed by some functional effort. But I I think the most important thing we do in our lives is deal with truth and the most important truth is that which we tell ourselves if we're saying we're going to do something it's really important that we do that and you know I believe a stranger if they observed you should be able to tell well that's what's important to Angie that's where she's going that's what she's working on those are the things she wants to improve in her life but unfortunately too many of us live lives that are not congruent so our our actions our deeds, our efforts don't match what we say we are. That's an interesting point. And I think we see so much of that with social media coming into play with our uh, kids and teaching our kids, too, that we don't need to put on this front that we're something we're not or to show off even. 
Right. You know, it's important to be who you are and uh, and be good with that. And I think goal setting is important. Setting standards is important. But what's more important is do you do the action? Do you do the thing that makes the difference? Uh, if I come into your room there where you are right now and say, uh, Angie, the, the building's on fire and you acknowledge that, okay, I understand the building's on fire, but you continue to sit there and not do anything, I really question... Uh, do you get this? Are you honest? Or what is the issue here? But I see so many people, they know they need to make changes or improvement, but they really don't do anything. And, you know, I've written over a thousand columns on all kinds of subjects, but they all end with one phrase, which is today's the day. Because, it, you know, it doesn't matter what we want to do. There's nothing magic about a New Year's resolution. We can change our life by changing our mind any day we want to. But it happens not because we wrote it down. It happens because we decided to be who we say we are. And that in, entails doing the, the work when the door is closed. And you mentioned something kind of interesting about someone you went to school with that had big goals to go, you know, to be ultimately to go to a very prestigious law school and then uh, be on the Supreme Court, right? Yeah, there was a guy I went to college with and he had the mental capacity, the talent to do something like that, to go to a top three or four law school and to end up someday on the Supreme Court. He could have actually been one of the people that was a potential in their lives. So, you know, late at night when you're sitting around the dorm, he would always talk about those things. And he was serious and he would pontificate and pound the desk and say how he was going to go do these things. But unfortunately, the next morning as I was leaving for class, and more times than not, he would sleep in. He's sleeping through the class. And, mm -hmm. you know, when our deeds and our actions don't fit our words and our intentions, we're going to live lives of quiet desperation. We're not going to be who we want to be. And I think that's the important lesson for particularly this time of year. If you're going to set a goal, become that goal. You know, if you're not going to do it, don't say it because the most vicious lies we ever tell are those we tell ourselves. And if you let that become a habit in your life, it's one of the most destructive things you can do because if you'll lie to you, you'll lie to me. And, you know, the most important thing is to be who we say we are going to be to ourselves. And uh, when we make a commitment, we need to follow through with that commitment or simply don't make the commitment. Admit to yourself, that isn't that important to me. I'd rather focus my energy on something else. You know, this uh, fits with a story that uh, has been circulating uh, recently. You know, a while back we had the big fire in California and in paradise, a lot of people lost their lives and their pets as well. And just the, the tragedy in that town of the majority of the people also losing their homes. So now there's cleanup, of course. So imagine you're a company and you've hired, you know, out your employees and they're working in the town of Paradise. And then all of a sudden you get wind from the town of Paradise, the police department and the officials there uh, when they post on their official town of Paradise Facebook page, unacceptable behavior from the employees that you've sent in there to clean up. And they've posted pictures just mocking the cleanup situation where they're just jumping on a trampoline that's no longer a trampoline that's, you know, been burned out, making jokes about that. Or they're sitting in a burned out RV and they're pointing at the sights while one guy pretends to drive and there's nothing left. Everything's been burned. And it says they're off on a fun-filled vacation to unknown destinations in their new RV. Well, suffice it to say, the three employees that posted these pictures, they are no longer employed there. But with that said, you also have to be congruent your values and the way you present yourself with your company. They even had a cat that had been burned making a joke about I was just chilling with my homies having a few cold ones and they have a beer bottle next to the cat and then they 
say the darn fire breaks out. I'm like, okay, I understand humor, but this gets into the ultimate like PR situation. And are you and your values congruent with your company? So not only are their goals not going to be met, you know, because they're no longer employed, uh, but you have to mesh up with who you work for as well, because you're taking a paycheck and you can hurt them when you make them look bad through your behavior while you're on the clock. Absolutely. There are times when we carry the name and the banner of our company, of our church, of our family, whoever it is. I remember when I graduated from high school, my grandfather wrote me a letter and uh, he said, at the end of this letter, I'll sign my name, George Stovall. And he said, I want you to pay attention to that because a lot of people for as far back as I can remember and much farther had that name. And all of them did their best to make that name stand for something good. And you now are entering a phase in your life where you can ruin that in a moment by just being weak, letting down your guard. Well, now in social media, with the things out there, it is even more poignant than it's ever been. Because, you know, we have to think about not only what are we saying or what do we intend, but how could that be taken? And you've got to remember that social media and email and all those things, they're not precise. How many times do you sit there and you read somebody's email and they're trying to be funny or flippant or sarcastic and you, you know, you what do they mean here? Even with emojis, you're wondering, what do they mean? And there are certain things you've got to take them to their extreme and realize how could people perceive this? Now, um, you're, uh, do you, by the way, do you have that framed anywhere? <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I do actually have that in a file. Yes, I do. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim, I hope someday that you uh, do a column just specifically um, publishing your grandpa's letter and the impact that's had on you. Uh, and then uh, what's your website so people can find you? Jim Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L, jimstovall.com. And certainly want to wish you and everyone a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, the best of everything, and uh, make your dreams come true in the new year and make new memories this holiday season. Oh, you're the best, Jim. I I feel so blessed to have you on our show. It's just such a, a wonderful moment in my week. Thank you. Thank you, Angie. All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC, and when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassadors. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303-238-JANE. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. uh, Yep, absolutely. A a small, big, medium. They'll bring the truck right on over. What's the number? 303-238-JANE. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-JANE. 303-238-JANE. ARCthrift.org. Does uh, ARC make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. The ARC special. ARCthrift.org. As are you, ma'am. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for ARC? I love... 
Rejuvenation on the Rocks is a cutting-edge medical facility in Greenwood Village that will help you look and feel your best. For years, Roxy O'Brien has been transforming lives using non-surgical, cutting-edge treatments like Botox, microderm treatments, facial fillers, and the revolutionary cool sculpting to help you look and feel the best you can. With these non-invasive and effective procedures, you will start to see a difference almost immediately. And right now, as a loyal Good News listener, you can get the Rejuvenation on the Rocks special of buy three treatments and get one cool sculpting treatment free. Plus, all through the holidays, Roxy is offering an additional 15% off any treatment just for mentioning Angie Austin and Friends. Plus, all new clients will receive a free microderm treatment with the purchase of a cool sculpting package. Call Roxy at Rejuvenation on the Rocks at 720-328-9094 or go to Rejuvenation on the Rocks, that's rejuvenationontherox.com to schedule your special good news holiday treatments and be sure to tell Roxy you listen to Angie Austin and receive your special pricing deals. Angie Austin here. Okay, so your your kid, they, they, they study and they get ready for these college exams and then what does their score mean? Well, we have expert help today to help us in this arena, what the score means and how to help them prep, et cetera. Aaron Lemon-Strauss, he's the executive director with the College and Career Access at the College Board. And uh, he's going to give us kind of the lowdown. And Aaron, I have to be honest with you, as I'm going through this, it says, your students are taking the PSAT-NMSQT. And do you have questions? Yes, I just want to even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great question, and thanks for having me on. So the PSAT NMSQT um, is probably overly long. Maybe we should think about changing the name, but it it makes two important points. One is it's the PSAT, so that's, you know, connected to the SAT. That's, of course, the test that students will take in order to get to college. And then the NMSQT part refers to the National Merit Scholarship. So when you take the PSAT, not only do you – uh, get a sense of where you're at um, relative to the SAT and, and what you might expect in terms of college and career readiness. You also get eligibility into the National Merit Scholarship Program, which is a really great way to earn money for college. Oh, well, do, kid, do students normally take the NMSQT? So it's the same test, which is the oh. good news here. So it's just one test, um, and, and it's a test that about 4 million students took in October of this year, and they're just getting their scores back now. So now is the time for parents to, to dig in with their youngsters and see how the students did on the P, on the test on the PSC and MSQT, um, and beyond just sort of looking at the scores and seeing how students are doing for college and career readiness, you'll also be able to see um, other opportunities and other data, such as which AP courses, you know, those are advanced placement classes that are college-level classes while they're still in high school, which AP courses could be a good fit for my student. Okay, so it'll help you figure out which AP courses um, would be a good fit and might help them. Um, uh, the score may help uh, them in that manner and maybe others prepare for the SAT. And by taking it, it might um, help them get access to money regarding the National Merit Scholarship. So where do you want to start? Let's break this down. There's a lot of info to know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, and it's, it's even, it gets even better, I would say. You know, beyond national merit, there's another $200 million in scholarship funding mm-hmm. that is connected to the PSAT. So, you know, we all know that college is expensive, and it's, it's only getting more expensive. And so the best thing that you can do there is to start getting some of the scholarship money 
that's available, and there's there there is a lot of money available. Um, start capturing that now because that's money that you can you can bank and then you can use uh, for college. So that's another resource that's available for students by taking the PSAT. All right, well that's good to know. All right, so so it helps you figure out which classes, and then how how does it help them prep for the SAT? Yeah, great question. So we've partnered with Khan Academy, which is a um, uh, resource that probably a lot of parents are familiar with that yeah. their students using. Um, we partnered with Khan Academy to build a free SAT practice that's available for everyone. And it uses the PSAT as a starting point for uh, that practice. So students who have taken the PSAT can link their score information over. And then Khan Academy will build free personalized SAT practice based on your PSAT performance. So that's available for everyone right now at satpractice.org. And when you go there, you're going to find thousands of practice items and hundreds of hours of instructional content, eight full-length practice tests. So, you know, everything you need, and because it's personalized, uh, you'll only be working on the the content and the skills that are really important to boost your score. Hmm. Okay. Anything else we should know? You know, I think the, the most important thing here is that, you know, students not look at this test like the PSAT as being a measure of who they are or, you know, sort of a snapshot in time of, you know, sort of where they're at. It's meant to be a starting place. It's mm-hmm. meant to open up opportunities like, okay, so what, what classes should I be taking? And, you know, how can I improve my SAT score? Uh, how can I find good colleges that are a good fit for me or scholarship dollars? So it's meant to open up a conversation with, with parents and with the guidance counselor. Um, and it's meant to open up opportunities to, to help students find their way to college. That's all great info. Where do we go for more info, Aaron? So for more information about the test, you can head to PSAT.org. Um, and for more information about um, how to get ready for the SAT, you can head to SATpractice.org. Excellent. Always a pleasure, Aaron. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.